This very special positive sarcasm presentation is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com. I sit down with my friend Ash. Usual situation. Married. Mother of three. Real estate agent. Now, full disclosure, we had already spoken about her affair before going into the podcast. I did not expect her about a halfway in to be completely open about it. At least not on the podcast and at least not this time. So, usually the podcast would start with me bantering for 45 minutes about my usual stupid stuff. But then it started to turn... Not for the weird, but for the honest. I find it very important that people be upfront, and I think it's very apparent in this podcast that in the beginning it was hard to do, but through all the garbled noise and the fact that I haven't done this for a couple of years, there was a lot to be said about her situation and mine. I didn't back off from my convictions, nor did she. This podcast wasn't just about her situation, but mine as well. I made it very clear that there was a lot she could learn from me, but oddly enough, there was a lot that I learned from her. I'll keep it pretty basic. You can listen for yourself. So, that being said, let's talk to people. All the girls and, and the manager at Starbucks, they all know me. My coffee's waiting for me there because obviously I use the app. Starbucks app. Got to get it. I just ordered ahead of time. As you can tell by my personality, I'm always on the, I'm always going. So it's very... I'm the same way. With real estate, I think if I was younger, I agree with you. I probably would have gone into it. And I agree with you. I You're probably would have been very good old. at it. No, I just think now mentally I don't... I fucking hate... I fucking hate people. I think they're so... Stupid. Okay, there there are some douchebags out there. Some, some. Okay, I think I've encountered all of them. <laughs> you probably have. Why do you think I take jujitsu class? I'm ready to choke these motherfuckers out. <laughs> are you kidding me? You know, I didn't. Jeez, I can't. There are a lot of assholes, but I will tell you, in real estate, every single client I've had of mine has like bought me gifts, taken me out to eat, invites me over for dinner, still introduces me to all their family and friends. Like I literally have not cold called than anything I and everyone to. and i was the top producing agent three months for three straight months mm-hmm. and they were like ashley what are you doing i'm like well literally nothing i just sit at home my phone rings but it's like everyone's like oh my god ashley's so nice use her and boom i just uh it's not outside of the world i've seen my father has shown me what you have to do to get your license and things like that oh because your dad was a realtor huh your dad was a realtor yeah he worked for caldwell banker and then uh, he went down to Florida. When he was in Florida, I think he worked for Century 21 or Remax or whatever. But yeah, he worked for Caldwell Banker in, in New Hampshire. And he was good. Is he retired now? He's retired, retired now. Right now he's fighting, um, you know, cancer and stuff like that. And, That's up. But he did it all. He did it all. And he was a good salesman. Is the salesman the word? He was just good with people. He would always reach out and things like that. He was very over-explanatory. And from since he was in police... He was in the police force. He was a lieutenant. He was very good with public community outreach. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's one thing to say, my dad was a damn good cop. He was a damn good cop. You know, and he came from an old school world where political correctness did not exist. Especially as a riot cop in New York City during the Harlem riots. People getting thrown off you a roof. in New York? I was born in Venice, Venice Beach, Florida. How long did you live there? Not long enough. Tan. Yeah, Tan's not looking too good. Bastard. I gotta use body butter to keep myself nice and dark. Yeah, well, Florida, you can take it or leave it, believe me, sweetheart. It's yeah. not, nothing special. No. People down there are crazy and bored. But. My kind just, of people. He was good. And he would, he's, he had the he had the discipline to lock himself in the bathroom and go over these textbooks and pass his exams. He had that discipline. I don't. I don't. I'm, those gears, I don't know if I don't have it's them. It's only or... for six weeks, and that's it. Right, but you got to pass it. I'm not very good at taking tests. I'm not either. Oh, my God, I fucking hate tests. Oh, sure. You can say that, but... Okay, I'm going to tell you how many times it took me to get it. It took me, like, five times to get my license. It took me, like, seven times to get my driver's license. <laughs> All right, it only took me one time. And it only took me one time to get my driver's license. See, if it only took your driver's license, you're fine. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I was speeding. I got a hundred on my written. Okay, the first car accident I got into was me getting my driver, trying to get my driver's license. That's my sister's. That's my my sister did that. I got an. See, I got a hundred on the written and an eighty on the driving, which is the bare minimum. And I think I was caught. I cut a break. And then for my hunting license, I which I don't have anymore because I don't. Really, the, the things I want to shoot are well human people. Um, <laughs> just for just as just as a public record, I've given all of my guns away. I no yeah. longer own any of them. Yep, I gave them all back to my I brother. I wanted to learn how to shoot. Them. Uh, well, I shouldn't actually shouldn't say it, but yeah, um, it's cool. <laughs> actually, you can go shooting with my with Beth. Beth had just unloaded a fucking Glock 19 at the range the other week. Really? Oh yeah, she loves it. She loves shooting shit. She'd shoot me if it was legal. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> um, you know, but I don't know. I lost my train of thought. What's with the Sorry. keys? Oh, you're just moving your stuff? Yeah, I just moving my keys. Yeah. So what's your story? <laughs> oh, God. My story. Yeah. No, nah, I'm just, sometimes I lose my train of thought. We were talking about my dad's real estate license and stuff like that. He, yeah. was, a good, he was a good cop, you know. Are I think he's yeah, still married. Yeah, there. I think my mom has a very thick skin. She's a, she's your she's a stereotypical Jewish girl. You know, grew up in in Brooklyn. You know, Bronx, Brooklyn. Went to school at Abraham Lincoln High School. Found you know, tons of kids during the sixties and you know during the sixties and seventies. I mean, tough times. But she managed it. You know, did well with it. And um, how many your brothers and sisters? Um, brother and sister, half brother's dead. Um, I didn't really. I knew him when I was younger, but then he sort of drifted. Half brother, your mom or your dad's? Dad's. Uh, our brothers. My brother. I look at my brother and I go, "How the hell?" He just he wor he works really hard. Then he has his own side company and then he kills it. I'm trying. I'm taking the path of of how he's doing it, building a little side thing for the time being, and then when it when it pops. I can go and do my own thing. I don't work. Like, I understand real estate is like that too. You don't have to. You could be your own boss. Mm -hmm. But I'm creating something from the ground up. That's my. That's my goal. It's gonna take a long time. And like I have my photography business. Right. 
And I could probably use you going forward in that because I would love for you to stretch out your skills as far as photography goes. We've, we've mentioned that a little bit, but I think that'd be cool. I don't know what your thoughts are on it because when it comes to doing shoots in different locations and just you know hitting the camera button, I think that would be a good idea. I mean, I'm not afraid of it. I mean, Saturday I'm going to be in, in freezing cold waters up in Bristol, New Hampshire in nothing but like a tank top. Why? Because <laughs> there's a cool shot in my head, and I want to get it on camera. Um, so keep your car running. Huh? I said keep your car running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cold. But you know what? I will tough through it. I will do whatever yeah. it takes for a good photo. I will do... I, I'm a person who will give 100% effort. And I don't know if I made it sound like that while I'm at work, but I do. I take the most phone calls. Yeah, when you're anybody. at work, I could just picture you in your cubicle playing like Sudoku and looking at Facebook. Star Trek timelines. There you go. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> Star Trek timelines and, and mini mini warriors. Mini yeah. warriors is great, but that's only for like a, really a few minutes. It's not that crazy. The most of the time, it's my laptop's on and I'm doing some editing or whatever. But you know, how, however, I can get through a day. But it's whatever I can do, and whomever I can, because we all have like that little creative side. That we want to, we we always want to try something like maybe the first time you want to make a pie or first time you want to shoot a camera, you know it's like okay do it. We yeah. do we go through every single day, and we don't change our habits. We don't we just I do the do. same mundane shit. Well, not you. I don't mean right. you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. You know I try you, to do something different every day. Yeah, like what do you want to do? Like what if you if you were to say let's go do this. What would it be? Don't say anything explicit. <laughs> Unless you really, really mean... Like, what do you mean by Just if that? you wanted to do something like... Like one time during when I was competing. Yeah. I was like... I was in a bad... I was in a bad way. I called my niece. I go, what are you doing? It was Friday. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you, I'm like, give me plans for the weekend. She's like, no. I'm like, I'll pick you up in 10 minutes. 40 minutes later, we were in Boston. Spent the whole weekend there, me and my niece. Oh, okay. We booked a hotel, we went and had dinner, we got sushi, walked around, got coffee at 52 different locations. In the morning, we went down to Little Italy, no, north end of Boston, excuse me. We just, that's my little spot. That's my spot. You know, because I can't, I mean, New York's going to take four hours, so. Yeah. But. Oh, well, I'll tell you that story. (laughs) Well, please. The form is yours. I was younger, though, but. How younger? Okay. And I, it was over the summertime when I came back from UNH and I was with my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. He was like, hey, you want to go to the like circus or whatever or whatever with him and one of his friends. Oh, circus, that's cute. Yeah, fucking so, Okay. Sorry. So we went to the circus and, or we didn't even make it to the circus. We were like on our way there and then all of a sudden his friend was like, hey, you want to go to New York? <laughs> I was actually like asleep in the backseat. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, let's go. Didn't even tell me that that's where we were going. And I woke up at like 3 in the morning in the backseat. I was like, oh my god, why are we still driving? And like, oh, we're on our way to New York. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I got geez. in so much trouble. And we were both exhausted, like completely exhausted. And they were like doing five-hour energy shots just to, <laughs> just to keep it going. But anyways, yep. we were in New York randomly. Just quick random drive. Took the ferry. Oh, you took the ferry? Nice. Yep. Saw ground zero, all that. Yeah. But I got in a shitload of trouble. 
I get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's expected. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I guess we're gonna go back in time. Let's do a little back in time here, because that's aren't those the most fun things? Though, it's like you look back. It's maybe not fun then, but when you think about it now, oh my holy god, shit, no, that's really fun. Yeah. Let's see. Mm, I did not, a lot of random things like that. Not the JFK. Eh, we're not talking about that. That was sad. The okay. I'm like 19 or 20, and shit. My roommate at the time of college. My roommate's at the time of college. So what are you doing for New Year's? I don't know. This is back in. This is back before they required passports to go across the border. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing to do. And Matt goes, "Fuck it, we should just go to Montreal." This is it's it's December thirtieth. We're like, why don't we? I got out of work around five o'clock the next day. We then jumped in in Matt's car, like a Chrysler three hundred M, and we drove through this blizzard. And we got into Montreal with no cash. Well, we had cash, we had American money. We got there about nine thirty. It was blizzarding out. Obviously, we were in Montreal, so I'm, I don't. I've never been to a gentleman's club or a strip club at all in my life. Good little Jewish boy. Yeah. So what we go, we roll in there. No ventilation. Porn on the TVs. Eight dollar beers. The smoke is killing me. I'm drunk from the smoke. We're there till about three o'clock in the morning. And then we just had to drive back from Montreal all the way to northern New Hampshire. Uh, I don't remember. I I think I was in the back seat. I remember something about a Tim Hortons parking lot and Matt throwing up outside. And then we got back. And then by 7 o'clock in the morning, we we got back to New Hampshire, my parents' house. And I think I fell asleep for a couple hours, woke up, and then made everybody spaghetti. Fucking just, (laughs) what? I'm like, what? (laughs) <laughs> it was weird. Like, I'm going to make everybody pasta. Made the sauce from scratch, everything like that. It was crazy. Sounds good. But that was a, that was a kind of a, yeah, it actually pretty well, it was pretty good. Actually. But that one was kind of like, okay, cool, we did that. But it wasn't as, ex- it was exciting for the trip. The big one was, I was like 23, it was 2009. Um, I think I just got laid off. Yeah, I'm j- pretty sure I just got laid off from my job at, at United Healthcare. And the Yankees, it was it was game game four. They were killing the Phillies. I'm like, if the, I'm thinking in my head, if the Yankees if the Yankees are one game out, I'm going to New York. Boom, they win. Jumped in my car, drove from Manchester to New York City. Got yourself. By myself in my supercharged Grand Prix. I think it was a missile. It was an absolute missile. It was black, two doors, fucking spoiler. Boom! This thing was a rocket ship. I was fucking gone. I mean, it was a shit box. But I mean, like yeah, technically, it was not. It was not the most like sexy car. No, it was hot. This thing was sick looking, <laughs> but it was a horribly made car. But it was fast. Either way, I digress. It's the wine and the coffee. Um, I got there around 9.30. As in, yeah, got there around 9.30. Didn't really know where I was. I just knew I was in Manhattan. That's all I cared about. Parked it in some parking garage where I forgot where it was. 25th Street. Bar called Vertigo. 
all glass. We're all in there. Everybody's, you know, the, the crowd's jumping. We're having fun. I'm talking to this kid who just moved from Boston. He's got this Asian bartender girlfriend or whatever. I'm sitting by the bar. I go to grab another drink. People are chant. People start chanting. They start singing burn. Burn, baby, burn. I look to my left. Standing right next to me is retired Yankee Bernie Williams. He's standing right there. I don't even know who that is. A lot of people don't. But he's one of the most favorite Yankees of all time. Now, I've, this is the thing. It's about celebrities. People, you know, freak, people freak out when they see celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like, I met Val Kilmer. I knew it was Val Kilmer. He walked into my, my restaurant. He grabbed Who's the coffee. That? Val Kilmer? Yeah. I don't know. You don't know who Val Kilmer is? <laughs> no. Who's he was that? one of the, he was a bat, he was in Batman Forever. He was Batman. Oh, he was Batman? Yeah, he was Batman. Oh, okay. He was in Batman He was <laughs> a terrible <laughs> Batman, but, <laughs> but, you know, he was, he was standing there ordering him coffee. Side story. To the story. He's ordering coffee. Can I get a coffee to go? Yeah, sure. Making the coffee. I look up. I go, you're Val Kilmer, right? He goes, yeah. I go, okay. And I went back to making him a coffee. I'm like, let me get one of the girls to cash you out. And I turn around and I go, Sarah or something. Can you cash Val Kilmer out? And she turns around and she just goes, ah! and shakes. And it was just like, and I just walked away. But I knew it was Val. It was cool. I've met Eddie Murphy, I've met Tyson, I've met, um, I've bumped in, literally bumped into a middleweight champion in Bernard Hopkins, like bumped him on Rodeo Drive in LA, Beverly Hills, bumped into him, like, sorry, I knew it was him though, and I never got starstruck, but Bernie Williams was like a hero, this guy, on my 21st birthday, hit a grand slam in Yankee Stadium right in front of me, and it's... That's, that's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. That's like that's, that's like a moment where you're like, that's pretty cool. And then there he is, retired, standing right next to me. I'm like, I just looked at him. I go, I love you. <laughs> just I've like, never met a celebrity, but my brother was in an elevator with me, like Lunas and Ashton Kutcher, and they were like, no. <laughs> oh my god, those two. Those two. Like I know them. Oh, those, oh, they're oh old tricks again. Yeah. I don't know. Um. It was just, it was a great moment to be in New York City, just free, doing what I wanted, and to, and the Yankees lost that night, but, oh, the story gets even better. I actually wrote about this in Bro Ventures with my buddy Bobby. Finished the night, met, I shook Bernie's hand and said, hey, thanks for the, thanks for the memories, bro. You hit a brand on my birthday, I'll never forget that, thanks, man. He's like, yeah, thank you. I didn't want a picture enough, I don't care, he doesn't do pictures. I said, thank you. Went to some Jewish deli, got a sandwich, and then drove back at 8 a.m. and called my brother. My brother, I'm like, hey, Dave, guess who I just met? Who? Bernie Williams. Get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and I just I figured I'd rub it in his face. But then they clinch. They ended up winning the World Series the next day. They drove, came back to New York, won the game. Bobby... Was working. He was working in Rockefeller Plaza. He had a hotel. All everything was all paid for in Rockefeller Plaza. The next night, like, dude, they're gonna have the parade through through Battery Park. He's like, I got a hotel. Two nights later, driving back to New York City, this little blue Hyundai hatchback, little shitbox accent. It was ugly as hell. Went back. We dropped like five hundred dollars on the company dime. At Morton Steakhouse, and in my 
blistered feet because I was wearing these really expensive loafers, walked all the way to Battery Park, watched the parade, walked all the way back, 50 blocks. But it was so great to just like have a moment like that where it was like, I went and did this, I saw that, and I can tell people about it. Where mm-hmm. people will go about their daily lives, they go about the same shit, all they talk about is work, or, you know. Oh my God. No, it's, no offense, but then they'll just like yep. talk about their kids, or yep. they'll talk about the most mundane it's shit. Annoying. That's, that's what I'm going through right now. Like, literally, that. You're like at the point where that's pos- that's a possibility. No, like that's annoying. Like oh, it yeah. drives me crazy. So what do you what do you do? I, I when I see that, I don't even like saying hi to people. Oh my god. <laughs> I fuck it's like it's like oh yeah. how about how about you know it, office talk, right? Like it's mm-hmm. oh, okay. is it Friday yet? Do you wanna like, punch that person in the face? I'd just rather talk about your stapler than just fucking talk about it. I wanna hit them with my stapler <laughs> yeah. if they would give me one. <laughs> No, but seriously, like, that's why I like real estate, because I meet new people, and I'm such an open book with people, I just tell everybody, like, anything about me, and it usually opens up other people to talk about stuff. Like, I like deeper level conversations, like, kind of like this, like, you know, tell me something cool that you did, or whatever, like, I don't want to talk about politics, I don't want to talk about events. I don't want to talk about and fucking like, weather. I don't want to talk about no. The weather is a game changer. Like, for me. Forget it. I um, yeah. I'm like I don't want to talk about work, and then that's my problem with I guess my husband. Like oh, literally, that's all he would talk to me about. I'm like that's not my personality. I'm really ambitious, but like that's not what I want to talk about all the time. With your relationship, 100%. that's what you talk about. Like that's literally all he will talk to me about uh-huh. is like work and like what needs to get done and what needs. To, I'm like oh. I don't. If we weren't, oh, you're me crazy. If we weren't recording, I wouldn't talk about work at all. I don't. There's no. Po- there's work is work, and I I I, work. I work there. <laughs> I do everything. I'm there early every day. I do that, and I'm done. But once I'm done with work, I'm done with work. Mm-hmm. I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I work out, mm-hmm. and then I go about my business, and I get all this other crazy shit that's in my positive sarcasm universe done. I get it done. But I always make time for this stuff because this stuff, in my opinion, matters. It's the well, most Im- no, it's the most important thing to me. This right here. What do you mean, like convers- like actual conversation? The conversation, the fact that we are creating something, we're creating something now that, to some people, or even to us, or even to you, because mm-hmm. it's your first time sitting in that seat. It may seem small. It may seem awkward. It may seem boring. But we're still creating it, and I'm like. Even if there's nothing here, even if there's nothing to talk about, the fact that we at least made the attempt and we're trying to make this conversation or the fact that we're just at least making the attempt, like a comedian during open mic night, I think it's the most important thing. I think that people don't, don't want to try anymore. I think people are so afraid of failing that they just want to, they want that mundane, you know, safety, boredom, and they don't go out of their way to re-educate themselves about anything whether it's history or the health defects of sugar or something of that nature you know i mean we've briefly known each other so it's like the fact that we're sitting here having, having this attempt what is it yeah, let me see uh, it's my husband being crazy well you know you're going through a tough time right now and that's only uh we can you know we can take a break and you want to call and you're more than welcome to well i mean yeah. just tell them you're doing a podcast what? It's the truth. Here's what you're doing. I'll show them the wavelengths. I'll show them the bars. <laughs> you know, it's right here. I'm looking at. I'm looking at voice stuff. You know, that's what. That's the the, the actual truth. Is that that's what's being done. 
not re- I don't hide anything really. You know, my life is on the website. You know, that's the that's the truth. And I I'm we've discussed your situation and I'm sorry that that that's how things are. We've already discussed who and what and when and what you need to do and that's that's it. And it sucks. I don't and know how to respond. <laughs> to like, that? Yeah, he's like he wants like a selfie to prove that I'm with my friends. Should I just be like I don't know. I I here's the thing I can't I can't advise you. I can only tell you this is what I'm really do- this is what you're really doing. What? This. This yeah. is what you're doing. You're doing something just this. Yeah. So that's the thing, and that's what you that's the on that's the honest. So if you want to take a picture of that with some microphones, that's what you can do. You know, that's the that's what I would advise because this is this is this is whatever. Yeah, I can do. It. That would just end up... But at this point, would it really matter? Questions. Okay. But at this point, would it really matter? I'm asking that naively. Like, I'm asking it as an open-ended thing. Like, not does it matter, but, like, does it really... Does it matter that this is... There's two microphones here and shit's being recorded. Not that it's live yet. But, but it's just... This is something that's being done just to be done. You know? It's tough, and it's a it's a distract and distraction to the things that you want to do. Yeah. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. Believe me, I can edit. I can edit out dead silence. I can also edit out an, a, a nuclear explosion. So don't worry about. It. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, bumps on the table—that's a little tough. But isolating sound, yeah, that's no problem, dude. I literally just look for the dead spots in this in in the in the podcast, and I just go like this and hit delete. They're gone. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. It, it sucks. I'm, I'm sorry to hear asshole. about your situation. <laughs> What's that? I said I'm being an asshole. You're being an asshole. No, I am the asshole. I've always have. I have been for quite some time now, and I probably will be going forward. But I am sorry about your situation. And yeah. It's it's unfortunate. It sucks that it happens. It's a, it's a very big learning experience. Um, I've not been on it on you. I've never personally been through it on your side, but I I know very um with I'm very close with people who have. Yeah. And they've worked hard and they paid the price and they've come out of it with a very promising future. They just stuck with it and they endured through at least a year of just. Being by themselves, and now they're in a position where they are with somebody that they really kind of care about, and they're you know trying to look for a house. And I don't know if they'll get one now, but by spring they definitely will. Uh, (laughs) She does, but I think she has one. But they have that opportunity, and they've been. And here's the thing. I think they benefit from it from being completely honest, completely out, you know, forward and saying, just telling the truth. And if you follow that route, what of honesty? Just being completely honest with people, not even being recorded, just being honest with people. This is who I am. These are the mistakes I I've done. Here's what I'm trying to do to make things right, just for myself. People will eventually grow to appreciate that mm-hmm. some people you can't change those people fuck them maybe they don't maybe they have a right yeah. to think that way 
but there's nothing you can do about it. But you have to be honest. You can't hide stuff. I know. You know, I have an ex who does. Who's who is that? Who hid it all? His will. His, she. I haven't seen her. I don't want to because it will be a fucking warfare if I do. But you have to like just be completely honest and put yourself completely out there, and people will appreciate somebody because America loves second chances. I mean, I was honest with him. I mean, like for the past year, I have not been happy. Well, I actually was like never happy. Right. And he knows that. Right. It's. And but, I don't think he's happy either. He just doesn't it's, but here's realize. The thing. Being in a situation for so long, just the fact of change is uncomfortable. And people don't it's want... scary. Ch- yeah. So they want somebody else to make the move. Yeah. It's tough. Here's the thing, though. I've been through so much change. From 2014 to 2016, I've moved, I think, five times. I lived in the same apartment, beautiful 1,100-square-foot apartment. You know, with a nice stand-up shower and a big shower head and my own bathroom and a walk-in closet and a patio porch and big screen TV that I paid for. Well, half of it. But still, you know, it was my first big purchase, you know. And all my stuff was there. And then the next thing you know, I'm on a park bench. I'm on someone's couch. I'm in my car. I'm used to change real quick. And I'm prepared for it in any situation. I've been sleeping on the same futon mattress since December 2014. I still have it, but thanks to my roommate, it's off the ground now. So, you know, you should take it. Well, I'm not afraid of anybody. I stopped being afraid a long time ago. That part of my brain's you broken. You can't pretend to be my friend. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, it just it does that, that change is scary for some people, but I'm I'm not afraid of any of that. And you're just going through it, and I can't. Here's the thing: I can't relate. I can't, and I won't pretend to at all. You know, and I know this is the part where things kind of change and things get kind of weird and people are thinking, what the hell are they talking about? I can't relate. I don't understand it. I do... I, I don't condone So how some of it happened, but it doesn't mean you should be strapped up to, you know, a fucking cross and nailed there. Yeah. You know? I was born with a temperament, and that's just something I have to live with and do the best I can. You're gonna, you're gonna figure it out. I mean, what are your feeling? What are your feelings on it? As far as at, the, at this point, I mean, I mean, we've already discussed what your plan is, and your head must be going in a thousand different directions. Right now, yeah. How are you managing it? Right now? Yeah. Like, day by day? What goes through your head every second of the day? Right now, I'm kind of like, emotionally, like, up and down. I'm scared. Scared of what? My future. Why? Because of all the changes I'm going to be going through. Like. But, 
what change scares you? I guess being by myself. I have never been by myself. What do you mean? Like you've never lived by yourself? Mm-mm. Never lived by myself. So and you've never, never really like, been truly not been with somebody. So every okay. That's that's where I, I think I understand a little bit. I'm the same way you are. I've always lived with a roommate or a girlfriend or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been in a but here's the thing: I, we started out. You started out early with kids. I started out early with debt. <laughs> I don't know. What, I think everyone starts out early with debt. Well, I had a credit card when I was 18, and I racked up two thousand dollars on it. So it's, I don't know which one's more difficult, kids or debt. Neither go away. Well, one does, but, I, well, no, it's kind of the same thing. They both take 18 years to pay off. Um, at least in my situation. But why, what's the, this, why be scared of being alone when you know it's only temporary? And let's be honest, you know it's only temporary. You know that it won't be forever. You know it's not a death sentence. I mean, what's the... I mean, if you're at the beach... Say you're at the beach. And and, and just sitting there. Not many people around. And you're just by yourself. There's no music in your ears. You're just watching the waves roll in. Waves roll in. You're alone. But why should you be sad? Because somebody else isn't there? Think about that. Yeah, I, I get it. That, that The comfort. It's a comfort thing, right? Like comfort food. Yeah. You can be honest. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's a comfort thing, but it's also like, I don't know. Like when I see like other people who I know are like happy and like in relationships and like everything is good, it's like... And they're taking gym. fucking swel- uh, selfies at the gym and stuff like that. I don't know. It's like a jealousy thing. Yes, I'm a little bit you should be appreciative of what? that. Of that. But <laughs> of what? here's the thing. Appreciative it's, of not. Are they really happy? Or are they just portraying? They are portraying what happiness should look like. Okay? People who take pictures together at the gym or at the beach or at the restaurant or even at their wedding. Is that true? Is that real? You don't know that. Okay? That's the thing. It's you don't know. They anybody can take a picture with somebody and post it online and make it look like it's a forever. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. That's why half the photos I post on Instagram or on social media are not of me unless they're photo shoots. I haven't taken a selfie because I used to I was a product of that. Taking a picture of me and then putting a quote at the bottom. And I know I'm knocking people right now, but it's bullshit. It is. It's bullshit. So why do it? People know what you look like. You know? But it's, it is okay to be alone. Granted, if you end up becoming that creepy person down the street who doesn't talk to anybody and your, your grass grows over two feet, then yeah, that's different. But what you're going through is not that. You're going through something where it's a transitional phase and you're just trying to learn how to adapt. And yeah, you have 
you know, it's a family. The family's splitting up. And I know what that's like. I do, believe me. Don't, don't kid yourself. I was part of that world. And that's the, a feeling nobody does, I'm not going to say it's not a feeling that nobody deserves, Mm -hmm. but it's a feeling that you don't want to ever feel. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is that a lot of people do. They go through it every day. But here, look at it, look at it this way. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm an, I'm not an optimist. I'm a realist. Which is a good thing. (laughs) Look at it this way. Yeah. You're a very, very intelligent person. You're going to see your kids all the time, which is, in my opinion, the most important thing. Do I look like a person who would ever have had kids or have ever had a stepdaughter in his life? No, I don't. I look like just some fucking meathead who gets on stage in boarding shorts. But look at it this way. You're still going to have them in your life. You're going to have plenty of money. You're going to have a place to come home to. Home is a different word. But you're going to have that stability. You're going to be able to take care of yourself. You're going to be able to have a reputation. You're going to have people who trust in you, believe what you say, take your advice, and then you can go from there. Even if you've ever, even if you've done everything right in your life, you've done everything to the T, would that, would I have said be any different? No, it wouldn't. Have. And I will ra- I will ramble for days, but in only twenty five percent of what I say will make sense. But hopefully, that twenty five percent will make all the difference in the world. That's what I hope. You know, what's the status? Just crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I honestly like don't know why he even cares, but I don't know. It's, well, it's confusing. It's, it's insane. The things we do at this point are completely insane. Mm-hmm. At that point, there's no, it doesn't make sense. I've done some shit that's fucking crazy. I've written about it. Me too. Right. I could, if I told you how crazy I actually am, you probably wouldn't. Well, believe me, <laughs> fire away. I'm listening. And let's face it, your insanity is welcome here. Is Shut it? Up. Yeah. All right. Talk to me. I'm listening. I got a couple glasses of wine in me. I'm all ears, love. Help yourself. Have you ever heard redheads are really crazy? Yes, I have. And <laughs> just so happens it happens to have I've heard that. Redhead or just know that. I just know that. That's yeah. what I've been told because gingers apparently have no souls. You're not a ginger. <laughs> well. You don't have the freckles. I was born. I do have freckles. You do have freckles. I yeah, I have lots of freckles. Okay. Well, I have freckles too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mine are from the mine are from the beach. And they are very, very nice freckles. And they are also enhanced by the body butter that I use. But, these it may. Yes, I've heard that gingers are a little off. Yeah. But, if you would care to explain, I would love to hear. I am in, I am, I am all ears and nose to what you have to say. So please, tell me, tell me, tell me a story. I will tell you a story. I was in college at UNH. And my first boyfriend was UNH Durham? Like the real yes, one? Yes, the real one. Okay. The, the legit the MVP of UNH. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was there. Bruno, thank you for the wine, by the way. <laughs> I was there, and um, my ex-boyfriend at the time, Kevin, my ex who I was 
also having the affair with recently. Mm-hmm. My first and first boyfriend. Yep. The only guy that I really, like, loved. Right. He calls me randomly out of the blue and says, Hey, babe, what are you doing? And I said, Oh, no. oh it's classic. Right. So I said, oh, I'm studying for my stack exam that I have tonight. And he's like, Oh, okay. He said, Can you call me when you're sitting down? And I'm like, why do you want me to call you when I'm sitting down? It's like, oh, I just have some big news for you. And I was like, all right, well, is it serious? I'm pregnant. <laughs> You're getting a C-section, that's for damn sure. Okay, I'm continue. Like, okay, I'm like, well, is it serious? And he's like, sort of. He's like, but just call me when you're done with your class. Ironically, I mean, I was in the class called Making Babies. That has nothing to do with the story, but that was just the class I was in. Okay, because there should always be a class called Making Babies. <laughs> there should be. Because people like college don't know how to make them by then. But okay. they don't know how it happens. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's get Anyways. back on track here. <laughs> Anyways, so then he calls me and he goes, I decided that I don't want to have a girlfriend anymore. And, like, we were dating for... A year and a half at that point. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he just, like, hung up the phone on me. And I was like, okay. So I didn't call him back. I didn't feel, like, crazy or anything like that. I walked home in the rain. Oh, in the rain? What is this, REM music video? Oh, my God, this is, like, so bad. Go home, and I literally, like, throw everything that he ever gave me or, like, touched in the dumpster immediately. <laughs> so all your underwear was gone. Every- <laughs> yeah, everything was gone. <laughs> and then I got, like, a 7 on my stats exam, like, out of 100 points. I got a 7. I spelled my name fucking wrong. From what I understand, that's poor. Yeah, that's pretty fucking poor. <laughs> so then on top of it, I was pissed off. And my friend, who was from, like, the Navy, she came home for the weekend. She called me, and she was like, hey, Ash, I'm in Nashua, which I grew up in Nashua. And she was like, hey, do you want to, like, hang out? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come hang out. I didn't even tell her what was going on. So I get my fucking car, and I drive from UNH to go pick her up. Mm-hmm. And she lives, like, an exit away from where my ex-boyfriend was. And she was like, you seem like there's something wrong with you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I didn't even tell her. I was like, yeah, I just need to go run some errands. My mind just, like, all of a sudden swished. And I'm like, that fucking asshole. Oh. I'm going to fucking kill this kid. <laughs> so she's just like, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. I just have to go for some errands. She's like, sitting in the car, in my passenger seat. I pull up to his house. He's at work. I know his house is unlocked. I go in there, and I literally take everything out of his room. Literally and he wasn't everything. there? Mm-hmm. He wasn't there. Oh, well, now we know. Well, you know why. I took, I even took his fucking toilet paper, and the, the thought that came out of my head was like, this guy, That's a chick move. this guy shouldn't even be able to wipe his ass. And I just, like, took all his toilet paper. That's a chick move. I took a his toothbrush. Move. That's a chick move. His toothpaste. All of his clothes. I took his dirty, like, his even his dirty hamper. Like, literally, there was only hangers hanging in his room. His computer. I took all of his clothes. Everything. Out of his room. And you were how his old? His pillows, his comforter set, like literally. All that was left in his room was an empty bureau, an empty closet, an empty desk. So you and a ma- broke, a mattress you basically breaking and entering. Yep. Okay. And I kept stacking it in and like putting it in like the back seat while my friend was sitting in the passenger seat. And she goes, Ashley, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how much stuff do you have in there? I'm like, this is all fucking my stuff. She's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, yeah, it's all fucking mine. And then, like, the first dumpster Was it that really I found, yours? No. 
Okay. But, oh, <laughs> dumpster. Wait, hits. I've been to this. I've been. I've been at the dumpster before. <laughs> the Tell first, me about this. This dumpster I found, and then I just got there. I was like, I'm so angry. I just want to do something to these items, and then I want to put a thumb on the dumpster. And she's like, What do you want to do to them? I'm like, I don't know. Set them and on I fire. just went to show. I was going to do that. But I was like, I didn't have a lighter. Stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I was like so psycho in the moment that I was like, I'm gonna go to Shaw's and get orange juice. I don't know why. I just got a bunch of orange juice and I just put it all over everything, <laughs> put it in the dumpster. Made no fucking sense at all, but it made me feel better. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it made no sense, but it made me feel better because I felt like I was destroying it. Well, <laughs> probably paint or like fire would have been a better choice. Paints good. <laughs> Paint is good. Orange <laughs> juice is basically just sugary. Right. But, I mean, I put it in a dumpster. Like, well, the fact that throwing it in the dumpster is, is it's yeah. old school. Mm-hmm. That's old school badassery right there. I That's, mean, I did give it as comfort to my dog, though. That's, like, the one thing I saved. Well, you know, a dog <laughs> really does deserve a good night's sleep. Even though they can sleep anywhere. And then before I left, we had, like, carved pumpkins the week before. Yeah, fucking asshole. So I smashed the pumpkins that we carved. And then my best friend called me, like, the next day, and she was like, yeah, Kevin knows what you did to his stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah? And he goes, and he's actually really more upset about pumpkins than anything else. (laughs) (sighs) That's not bad. Okay, I'll give you points for that. Because, yeah, you were probably, what, 19 or 20? Uh Crazy as fuck. And then we got back together three weeks later. Because that makes perfect sense. We got back together, like, two weeks later. And I think it took him like a whole two months to like casually ask me and you get to see it was like chest. Like, so what happened to my stuff? I'm like, that shit's fucking gone. So you raided him for house and home, took all of his stuff, essentially burned it. Yeah. Essentially. Well, let's just call it burned it. Yeah, it yeah. was in the recycling bin. So it was gone. It's mm-hmm. gonzo. Yeah. And then he wants to reconcile. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he was still like, I'm still in this girl, even though she, even though she has liquidated me of all, all of my, my personal assets. belongings. Thank God he didn't have any small pets like a tarantula or like a, no. a lizard. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't know what you oh, would. Well, I forgot to tell you this part of the story. Too. My cousin was pregnant at the time, mm-hmm. so I went to her house and made her piano stick on the elephant. On his mattress. <laughs> Do you realize that's kryptonite to a guy like that? Yeah. His world ends. His world emotionally ends at that point. You realize that? It still took him two weeks to try to reconcile. Well, between... You have to, yeah, but you have to understand. Between the ages of 19 and 21, a yeah. baby to a guy is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a he or a she. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's like, oh my god, I'm going to have one of those. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like ordering something at McDonald's that you didn't want. It's like I didn't order the number four; I ordered the number two. <laughs> well, you're getting it. <laughs> yeah. That's what a, that's what a baby is to a guy between nineteen and twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So his his shit's gone. He wants to reconcile. Yeah. Because you're crazy. Mm-hmm. At least at the time. Mm-hmm. You say cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Who's crazier? The fact that the person threw all their shit. In the dumpster. <laughs> or the person that wants to reconcile, even though the stuff is gone anyways. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least at the time. At the time. Okay. And then a month after that, he moved to Las Vegas. Yeah, because that's where stable people move. I know. Mm-hmm. 
I can't do Vegas. And then he got, into, he got into an accident on Lake Tahoe from snowboarding and broke his femur in half. And I had to fly out there during the finals and take care of him. And then we had to write a letter to Penn and Teller to try to get them to pay for all his medical bills because he doesn't have any health insurance. Yeah, because Penn and Teller are totally up for that. They did. And Penn they and Teller... fucking paid for all his shit. Penn and Teller? Mm-hmm. Why would Penn and Teller pay for his medical bills? I don't know, because the guy that he was staying with was Blackjack dealing. Pen and Teller, huh? Yeah, good for them. Mm-hmm. That's you know what I think. We that just, was an interesting story. That's, that I think we just <laughs> broke something here. I mean, that's breaking. <laughs> Pen and Teller paid for your ex-boyfriend's medical bills because he blew up his hip bone. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in the reserves too, so ah, oh, so he milked that, of course. Yeah, yeah, because that's what we he did. milked it. Yeah, yeah. Well, might as well because mm-hmm. he's in the reserves. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm degrading that. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I don't give a fuck about that guy anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. That's you know There's what? more anger and hatred than there is love at this point. <laughs> I know that feeling. I am full of it. Um, usually when I'm smiling, I'm also gritting my teeth at the same like, time. I can't even say that I love him. Your ex? Mm-hmm. Anymore, because I'm so angry. Well, when you're stuck with the check more than once... Or if you're stuck with a check once and it's a big check, that, you know, that, that bill comes at the end of the meal and it's like, I thought you were going to pay for this. No, it's all yours. I didn't order that. Well, you're paying for it. Mm-hmm. Well, what the fuck? That's bullshit. <laughs> and then that's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else said after that. Yeah, you don't... I said it. I wrote it. Some people don't. It takes a long time for people to get over it. Some people don't. You don't. And you carry that anger with you. People, A lot of people say, why don't you just let it go? Yeah, that's you saying it and me trying to do it. it I can't. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. I mean, not after this recent shit, too. Of it, having an, yeah, an it's, affair with him recently. Yeah, you know, you don't get... It's, mm-hmm. it's funny, because we're two people on different sides of the planet when it comes to that. You know, it's like I came from that one part where it's like I despise it. Despise and, what? Relationship? Well, that too. Well, kind of in a way. Um, you can't go home again. I know that for sure. But it's like I came. I'm. I was a. a I'm not like a victim. I don't like saying that. But I was a product of getting tossed aside. Tossed aside and manipulated because of it. And I feel manipulated. You know, it's. But remember this: the first time you do something, it's a mistake. The second time you do something, it's a decision. Just remember that. Well, it was for it was like two times a week right. for five months. That's a decision. Yeah, it was a decision. You have the as I'm I not told you. That. No, I'm, I'm telling the truth. Right, as I'm saying. You own it. You move, you build. It doesn't matter how deep. Are the you hole. judgmental on any level of liars? People who lie. What people about? who continue to lie or cover up or run away. Okay. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, okay. I know what you're saying. People like politicians, basically. People who pretend to have the perfect life, the perfect answer, the perfect remedy. They will lie, cheat, and steal 
to get what they want, and when they do get what they want, they'll cover up the rest. Those are people who deserve to be taken out back and shot. That is why, and I don't want to get too political, that is why I have a huge problem with this election. And I wrote about it. We have one person who wants to turn the United States into one big floppy-haired castle, and the other person who lies about lying, about lying, and whose husband is a massive philanderer. This is the worst selection of candidates the U.S. has ever had. We haven't had a real president since Kennedy. Who the fuck wants that job, anyways? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't pay as well. So it's like, it upsets me in on a very deep emotional level. And I had to go through a lot of stuff, a lot of recuperation, to get to just where I am now. If people could just tell the freaking truth, it would be, we'd be so much better off. But people are just too fucking greedy. Now I'm at the point I just don't even care anymore. Yeah. And... I mean, I came clean, but... You're just looking back on all of it and going, how the hell did all this happen? Mm-hmm. What did I do? Oh, I know what I did. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. The fact that you just... Just tell your story. That's mm-hmm. all you can do, right? You were born just like me. You made all, you did all kinds of stupid shit when you were a kid, and you did all kinds of stupid shit when you were an adult. Mm-hmm. So what do you do now? You just pick and it. You just, just fix like, yeah. right now. Like everybody hates me, and everyone's like your shit bag, you know. And it's like nobody understands like where I was coming from. Like yes, I'm like get it. You it's just like, you just say. It's not like we were like you know. Mad, madly in love, and I and, right. and I cheated on him. It was like we were married because I got pregnant, and I was never happy. And I don't think he was ever happy. Right, but, but remember, sorry, that's, inter- that's and I, making me making excuses. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Just never try to rationalize. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I'm doing. Just never try to rationalize. You just say when you say to somebody. I understand what you're saying, and I believe you're right. You don't say things like "I'm I'm I'm sorry," because everybody anybody can say "I'm sorry." After a while, it loses its value. Without action, if you're not a- in a- acting, you know, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that, and then you do it, people's perception of you will change. It will improve. Mm-hmm. What you're going to do is going to improve people's perception of you. Not all, but most. As long as you continue to do good things and build upon a broken foundation or start a new one, people's perception of you will change. Um, that is the... Well, abs- some perception. Like, I didn't tell you the whole story. Of course not. And you can, because I'm a very good listener. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm a very good listener. But as long as you're completely open and honest about everything that you've done in life, and you anything that's doesn't sidetrack a story, because as long as there are other, if there are other things in life, other mistakes and things like that that aren't pertinent to the story, they don't move the plot along. Okay, they don't move the plot along. Stick with the facts. Work with that. Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm going to do to improve the situation. Well, I did something that I never thought I would ever do. Which is? 
Well, he got me pregnant. Okay. So I didn't have an abortion. But, and I never thought I would do that because I have three kids. And I never thought I was going to do that. Right. Or make that decision to do that. But it was just like I didn't have a choice. But, I mean, I was extremely early along, like the earliest ever. In your mind, you didn't have a choice? Mm-hmm. A lot of, a thing that a lot of women have done yeah. and don't admit to. Yeah. It's like one of those things they can sweep under the rug, and that's the end of it. Well, I was always like, oh, you know, pro-life and blah, blah, and I have three kids, and it was like hard for me to like, look at my kids and then make that decision to do that. Here. I'll do you but a favor. Give me that I'm trying to waste my battery. <laughs> It's amazing what you can accomplish just by being upfront. Yeah, but do you think I'm a shitty person now? It doesn't matter what I think. The fact is, you're sitting in my sunroom. It's nine something at night, and we're recording, having wine, red wine <laughs> from Champagne, France. <laughs> Who else is doing that? Nobody. You know, but well, probably somebody. <laughs> no, I doubt it. But the fact is is that a person who is willing to redeem themselves or do anything they can, my one of my mottos or one of my things is, what can I be doing at this very moment to better the situation? If you are willing to accept that thought process and work with it every step of the day... Mm -hmm. There is no reason why you should be looked upon as a bad person. Do you understand that? Yeah. Like, if I'm looking at you and I see a person who goes, it's either two ways. This is a person who's trying to hide something. This is a person who's making excuses. This is a person who's trying to cover something up or pretend like they have a great life. Oh, no. I, I fucking hate those people. Yes. You know why? Yeah. Because they're shit people. You know, it's... But... Yeah. For everything that you are, for everything that you've done, mm -hmm. for all that you've created, and for all that you've destroyed, by being honest, by being upfront, and being one of those people who's saying, what can I do at this very moment to better the situation for myself and for others? That's all that matters right there. You do what you can with what you have. Yes, you're allowed to breathe. You're allowed to... Stretch out and relax and things yeah. like that. It's part of the process because if if this is just if this is just one big scene from the Dark Knight where there's no comedy, it gets suffocating. It suffocates and you become overwhelming of a personality like me. I'm an intense, overwhelming, bombarding person, which is why I steer clear <laughs> of people for the most time because I don't like to smile. I don't want to deal with people. But That's I'm always, but I'm always being, smile. I'm always being productive. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. If you're always being productive and you're always doing the best you can and you admit to everything that you are, then you are useful. You're important. You add value, and you're in. Everybody's gonna make mistakes. Everybody's gonna repeat their mistakes. What I'm trying to get out of this is. Do everything you can at every moment of the day. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Do everything you can. Don't lie to people. And yeah. you're doing that. 
you t- you you understood what I said. You absorbed some of it, and you're moving forward. But you're not moving forward. Like I said, you're moving up. I mean, I tell people the truth, though. Tell them the truth. People what the fuck? What the fuck are they gonna judge? Everybody that the only person I that tell be- a story to. I mean, I don't leave anything out, including that. The only people that should be judging are judges. But I go on stage, I get judged. Everyone tells me to keep that quiet, though. Why? Like, oh, because some people will hate you for that. Yeah, no shit. But what, what does it matter? They're going to go through the same thing, whether a victim of it or the person who did it. What does it matter? Yeah. They, they're going to hate you for it? Okay, fine. Let them hate you for it. Deservedly so. Then they see you rise. They see you come up. They see you improve. Oh, this is what she's doing now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, there's a lot that people don't admit to. I would prefer that people just be honest or open or upfront. Which as is long rare. As, unlike me, who suffered. Most some people ner- don't do right, that. I would. I suffered neurological damage, so for me, what? giving a fuck is a very difficult thing for me to do. Well, I went back. I was. I can tell you my, I'll tell you my story. I've written about it, but I've suffered some serious problems from all the pre-workout I was taking and depleting my water and going backstage and then getting told of a bunch of information that I wasn't ready to absorb and then my brain just kind of like shut off basically. Like I can't, like Trump traumatically, like PTSD type shit. That's what this neuro guy told me. I don't really know how to explain it because I'm not that bright. But I know that something happened there where my mind was never the same. And through sleep deprivation, panic attacks, and things like that. Lots of what happened to you, or just like Yeah, because I never thought something like that would happen to me. And then learning everything. And then imagine this. Learning about your life in five minutes. Learning what happened to you in life in five minutes. In the most pivotal moment. Is something that will change you forever or damage you forever. People, some people don't recover from that. But it hasn't stopped me from being a productive person. Being a person who is, while I'm not a real estate agent, I am a creative, a very creative person. I do a lot of Photoshop editing, I'm doing photo shoots, I'm physically in good shape. I'm not what I was a month ago when I stepped on stage. But I'm still in good shape. I, I just earned my... I came back, earned my third stripe in jiu-jitsu. I'm recording a podcast with somebody I, I, I just, I, I've just met, um, who I enjoy talking to. And um, there's so much more. And I started writing again. And the last article I wrote was 8,500 8, words. Granted, it was it was the, the one where it's I talk about me and what happened. But it's still 8,500 words that I was willing to put on paper paper and split into two parts and it comes with a picture you know it's there's there's stuff behind it i can show you to it but i i drank a lot of wine tonight i'm sorry um but there's i still have the ability to be creative and be like okay what's next i'll add more to my plate yes i have very little patience very very little patience the point of being a giant asshole but i'm still being productive i'm still being creative i'm still doing things i'm still sitting here you know, I'm talking honest. a lot. Right. Well, yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. Um, and if you're appreciative of that, cool. Um, the wine, well, it comes and goes. 
I don't really know about that. I, he could have spent eight dollars on it. I really don't know. But you were like stuck on this wine here. <laughs> well, it's see it's his thing. It was given to me by a man who has done a lot for me. Bruno was my posing instructor. He's also my friend. Um, like Bobby, he's done a lot for me. And when the check stopped coming, he was still there. And the fact that this guy went to France to see his family and brought me back something, I, I'm appreciative of that. I don't know what he knows. I don't think he knows anything about wines, but I didn't care. I find it fascinating. Yeah, he thought about you. Right. And I, I fucking love Bruno. He's great. Mm -hmm. Sober or drunk. I love the guy. But the fact that he went to Champagne France is funny, and he got me red wine from there. I don't know how much he paid for it, but I don't care. <laughs> I think it's I think it's funny. I enjoy the thought well, of it. And I France is like close to Italy, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm good <with> geography. <laughs> but they have like vineyards and shit. Right? France? Vineyards? <laughs> yeah. I think so. They <laughs> so wine is good. It's fine. I just... <laughs> it does, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now we've established what real mom is. <laughs> what, that I'm an idiot? <laughs> no, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you realize I can't edit. Some of this stuff is not edible. Un is, it's unedible. Take out that whole conversation about wine. <laughs> just take it all out. <laughs> the, they do, well, they, they, believe it or not, they have vineyards. But the fact that he brought me Sweet. something back, and he's he's very I'm very close with him. He's worked very hard for what he has. He's got an amazing fiance, and he's just one of those guys where he just nothing faces him. He's just all smiles all the time. Cool cat. Um, whereas me, I'm just a fidgety mess. But I appreciate the hell out of him. So that's why I'm kind of like on the line because it's like it's a celebratory night. I haven't I haven't hit this button in two years. Really? Yeah. I oh, I thought you like podcasted every night, and I was just like, they, you know, the guest I, of the show for tonight. Here's the truth. Because <laughs> it's it. I tried to do a podcast with my buddy Zach. Didn't work out. Wasn't his thing. That's cool. That was. You shouldn't have told him. You should have done what you did to me and just like completely. We tried, but it just it's tough because you got microphones here. But <laughs> what was that? The idea of just podcasting it's just not his thing you know mm -hmm. he's he's got other stuff which is cool but that was regardless of that it was january of 2015 it was almost two years ago since i hit this button and recorded something and the last time i had a real podcast that was like over an hour long and you know, had crazy good content and a lot of laughs and had music editing and uh, games and shit August of 2014. Hmm. So, yes, this wine and us talking, it's a big moment. Hmm. It's a very big moment because it's something I haven't done in a long time because I don't talk this much. I don't interact this much. Is it the wine? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it is, probably. I'm just it's, so, it's literally me coming out of my cave. Yeah, I can pose for pictures or write an article or something like that, but it's crazy shit. But the fact that I'm actually sitting here talking to somebody is is a big thing. So, and it's all nuts. I know what I write and I know what I say is crazy. It is nuts because I'm all over the place. And I always say I treat I my... I kind of enjoy that, though. 
Yeah. I treat well. I I look at it this way. I treat it like. I treat it like I'm a baseball player. If I hit for average and I'm I hit 300, so that means if I hit three out of ten balls, I'm a Hall of Famer. So if seven of the ten things that I say make absolutely no sense whatsoever, I'm still a really good player. <laughs> That's a good way of thinking about it, I guess. I guess. I guess. Could be, like I said, that was, could be, that was good. I gotta give you props for that. That was that was pretty good. Thank you. So what I'm trying to do is take three out of those ten things and have it make sense. Have it yeah. register. But it doesn't here's the thing. I could have an off week and not hit anything. It's just gonna be that completely makes me fucking feel really good. Huh? I said that makes me feel really good. Right. So this is the first time in two years I've really sat down and had a long conversation with somebody who's just telling me the truth. And it's it's a great thing. Yeah. It really it really is. It's emotionally a great thing and I think that Life sucks. Life sucks. Should it it shouldn't it. have to. It, it shouldn't sh- have to. It shouldn't have to. And I agree with that. I think going forward, like we've already discussed, mm-hmm. you're going to continue to start over and do everything you can. I know you're scared. Mm-hmm. I am scared. But you I'm always like the person that helps other people. Like with real estate, like everyone who's moving has a reason why they're moving. But I always end up being like their psychologist. Like, what are you doing? Right. Oh, I'm getting a divorce. Or, oh, you know... I have, I'm getting away from an abusive relationship or something like that. And it's just like, I've always been there to like help other people. And now it's like a 360. It's like, I'm going through all this stuff. But who are you relying on? That's the question. Nobody. So that's the kicker. Myself. Right. You have no one to talk to. Mm-mm. And it's uncomfortable to talk about. Well, it's just like, I mean, I talk to my friends about it, but it's like, they know about it. And it's just, I feel like, it's hard for people to give advice because it's not a situation that everybody goes through. Or that they would admit to. Or that they could relate to. That, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. It's, because then they ask the same question, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Why, what were you thinking? Well, my parents are divorced. And my parents got divorced when I was eight because my mom cheated on my dad. So my mom and my dad are very judgmental towards me for it. They're like, you're just repeating like what happened and they're like mad with me about it but you make your own decisions mm-hmm. it, I think like what's important to you Ashley and I keeping your family together and I said I'm like I'd keep my family together if it was a happy family but it's not and I'm not gonna sit there and pretend like it's a happy family for the next 50 years of my life and just continue to do that because I'm like it's killing my soul like I literally feel like I don't want to cry but it's just like when I go home I hate being home because I'm not happy. That's not a home. No, it's not a home. And it's just hard for me because it's like, I don't want to keep pretending. And I just feel like I'm going through life pretending. And like Robin Williams died. He had like this like scene from Mrs. Doubtfire about like having a pretend family. I, like every single time I watch that, I like cry because it's like something I can completely relate to. And like, I don't want to live my life like that. Now I'm being all depressing. <laughs> no, it's fine. It- it's. I listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts, and, and that not every single one of them is all happy. It's honest. Mm-hmm. I think it, that's the kicker. It doesn't have to be comedy twenty four seven. Doesn't have to be constant commercial laughs. You got to tell the truth. You yeah. got to. You have to just be honest. With there, there are real life problems. Granted, they're first world problems, but 
their problems. People are going through them. They are either in the right or they're in the wrong, and they don't know how to handle it either way. So to get to listen or to understand that, that somebody may be going through the same thing that they are going through, they may either have advice for you, or you may be you not knowing it. You're sitting here saying things. You may be giving somebody advice. You may be helping somebody understand what they're going through. You don't know what you're doing. You could be saving a life. You don't realize that, right? You realize, like, when I was kicked out of my home, I didn't have anything. I just, I, I did the thing, was going to compete, blah, blah, blah. I had my podcasts. And no matter what was going on in my life, no matter where I was sleeping the night before, I still had, you know, the DP show in my ear telling me just stupid sports stuff. So I had that. And his wisdom and his knowledge and his distraction gave me another reason to just, oh, well, i got to download this because this is what I'm going to listen to today. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a today. Some people, they decide there's not going to be a today. There's not going to be a tomorrow. I decided because that's one of the things I usually do, there's going to be a today. And I'm going to listen to this 90 minutes. And I'm going to go forward. And he may have said something else along the way that made me think a little bit more forward instead of backward. So by doing what you're doing, by saying what you're saying, mm-hmm. right or wrong, you're making an impact. And this is the things that are far more important, wine or not, <laughs> that could make a difference. Yeah. You know? Wine enhances. Yeah, wine definitely enhances. <laughs> Champagne wine, of course. Um, I think it matters. It does matter. It can't be... You can't be... Um, making statements or telling stories that are always in the right. Mm-hmm. We don't learn from the right. We learn from the wrong. So you have to understand that. that and other people need to. It's We're not going to... You and I have opinions about things that we don't agree on. Right. And you know what's funny? We haven't even talked about those yet. Those have not right. been discussed. Things like where I think this or I believe in that. We haven't even touched that. Oh, I thought, like you were saying, like, I already said something that you disagree with. No, we haven't oh. said, we haven't even approached that. Like, I'm going to ask you this question. All right. But it could be safe for a different time. Are you very spiritual? Am I spiritual? Like, no, I'm, I... Do you believe, like, do you believe... Do I believe in God? Yeah. No. You don't believe in a higher power? No. At all? No. I believe that if there is an higher, if there is a higher power, he better keep me down here as long as possible. Because as soon as I get up there, I'm beating the shit out of him. What That's my ha- thought. What the fuck happened to you? A lot. <laughs> you didn't tell me a story. I think we should probably save that for another time, though. I've I've already written about it. I've already posted Maybe it. Maybe you should just tell me where to read it. <laughs> well, we can do the pro. I can do the promos later. But yeah, I'm not. I guess spiritual spiritual is an, an open interpretation. As yes. far as it's very God fearing? No. I'm not God fearing. No, I if you were yeah. it fine. If you're not, I don't know. It's fine. I'm, I'm just I'm, very I guess I'm a spiritual person. Like I believe everybody has like a soul. I do too. Mm-hmm. But I believe somebody sometimes people sell theirs. Yeah. 
for other things, or they're willing to step on other people's souls in order to get to better theirs. I think everybody here on Earth is here for a reason. Okay, so what's that called? It's called um, like predestination or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Okay. I totally believe in that, and I believe that certain things happen to people in their lives. For a reason? For a reason. Things happen in life for a reason. Okay. So karma, basically. I think we discussed Kind of like that, but it's just like people, like I feel like I was put on Earth to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody has different lessons to learn. I've learned enough lessons. That's my opinion. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, and I say that and I it, you know what? It's a good. <laughs> it is a very because there's yeah. a lot of like there's a lot of energy flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't just die; they turn into food. They turn into food. They turn Everyone's into energy an, for plants. And everyone everything. is an energy being, right? Yeah. So, but here's the thing: you mm-hmm. say people are on Earth to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. I've learned enough lessons. I don't want to learn any more lessons. I'm, I I'm, you, I'm, spi- if I'm, spi- if yeah. I am spiritual, yeah, I'm spiritually tired. I'm tired of being taught lessons. I've learned enough. I never asked for much. Now, to be perfectly honest with you, mm-hmm. and I know that you had something to say, mm-hmm. but I probably just ran right the fuck no, over. No, that, that's fine. I do that all the time. Now, <laughs> instead of being in that photograph where everything's fine and, you know, like a Papa Roach song, perfect, you know, perfect home. Yeah. And now I just want to build a mountain. And I want to be able to stand above everybody and just look down on And you didn't want to participate in my podcast. You didn't want to write articles. You didn't want to do the photography. You didn't want to be entrepreneurial. You didn't want to be a part of this. This universe that I'm creating from the ground up with no money. I built it all myself. From one from one viewer, from one page visit to a thousand page visits. I want to build it and get even bigger. And I just want to rise like a fucking supervillain and just look down upon everybody and go, mm-hmm. this is what you led me to. I am a product of you. You if guys. Somebody's gone through a lot of shit. I would have to say you're very positive. I don't know if positive is the right word. Maybe that. Maybe, maybe I don't think you think you're positive, but I think you come off as positive. There might be something. There might be something to that, but I think the idea is that I'm not sure what my reaction is going to be when I when. And I think it's, I th- for a while I thought it was if, but now I think it's more when I reach the top. Am I going to re- put my hand down and say, come with me. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to show you what it took to get here. Or am I just going to look down at everybody and I'm just going to spit on them? You won't. I don't know. Mm-mm. I think when I was... I think lo- you'll help people. I think deep down inside, like, that's the kind of person you are. I don't think that you're... Maybe not a pat on the back type of person. More of a kick in the ass type of person. Yeah, but at the same point in time, like, you kick somebody in the ass, but to help them, not to hurt them. If I wanted to hurt somebody, I would just bury them. It wouldn't be a kick in the ass. I'd (laughs) want to bury somebody. Yeah. I would just want to bury them. Because some people have just done too much. They've done too much wrong. And... um. Maybe I sound repetitive from everybody else I've spoken to in my life, but I think they've done too much wrong, and they need to be exposed for what they are. Maybe to those specific people. Those specific people. 
Yeah. Not the race in gender, but I just I don't know if the human race is inherently good. I haven't decided that yet. I'm not sure. You're we're, not. I know we're because te- I have things. I know we're temporary. That's that's a da- that's for damn sure. I know this universe ends. I know it. You know when it comes to Black Lives Matter. Well, black holes eat matter. So guess what? In about four billion years, none of this is gonna mean shit. And I, I'm sorry about talking about that movement, but at the end of the day, it's all going to end, and it's going to be ugly. There's going to be rocks flying everywhere. There's going to be, it's going to be a shitstorm out there in the universe. And at the end of the day, none of this is going to fucking matter. So let me ask you at this. Mm-hmm. What's the plan when you know that's how it's going to end? What are you going to do? What are you going to do at this very moment, like I said earlier, to make your situation better? And understand, by making your situation better... Making a decision, I guess. It, you can make other people's situations better. By either giving them what they want or cutting the cord. I think you, I'm going to have to cut the cord. Because quite honestly, I mean, everyone says I'm brave. But very few people actually have said I was brave. My grandmother has been married to my grandfather for 65 years. She cried on her wedding day. She did not want to marry him. She got pregnant, and she had five five boys with him, and they're still married. And she told me she's like, I learned to love them. She's like, was I the happiest? No. Did I always want to get divorced? Yes. But she's like, he's been with me through everything. I said, No, that's great. And I said, You had a great life with Grandpa. But I said, I don't want to spend my life having a mediocre life, even if I have to risk everything just to potentially have some happiness, I'm willing to do that. Even if I never find it. Because I'm not going to spend the rest of my life pretending. And she was just like, Ashley, you're really brave. She was like, because I wish I would have gotten a divorce. And wish I could have seen what my life would have been like and I never did. Because I was too scared. And a lot of people are too scared. So, I don't know. I had very few people say that I was brave in the decision that I made, but well, nowadays people, as far as their reading goes, it doesn't yeah. go beyond a meme on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can talk for 90 minutes or write a 2,000-page article is a, a testament to what you really are, that you're willing to go the diff- distance and put in the effort. And yeah, that's mostly me talking about me, but the fact that you being honest and, and being completely upfront. As you have been unexpectedly been. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, as a person who is known to not forgive very easily, if at all, I will without a doubt say if you are willing to be a person who is honest and upfront and is trying to rebuild or repair or do whatever they can to better the situation that is currently in chaos, then I think it inherently. By birth, you were born to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And if not now, you will be. There's no doubt in my mind about that yeah. theory. Whether it comes true or not remains to be seen. Because, yeah. you know, we're only a quarter of a way into this freaking world. But... Well, a little bit more than a quarter. A little bit more. <laughs> between, the ma- between my math and the wine, my math is definitely off. <laughs> But I think that 
I did have someone say that I was going to live past my 90th birthday, so... Oh, I am. I'll be dead by my 75th. I'm going to die in a stack of pancakes, I know that. Pancakes are good. <laughs> I left that open for you, you know that. Um, I think it's a long way to go. I think that you have a lot to prove. But I think it's a good thing. Because you have so much shit to, hack, to tackle. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you can do. Because I'm always looking to see what I'm capable of. What I what what objective I'm gonna tackle next? What project I'm gonna dive into? Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see my peanut butter business grow. I can't wait to see what I can do editing this podcast, or getting the next article up, or doing the next photo shoot, or seeing if I can you know get a raise. You're gonna take all my giggling out. No, leave the giggling in. <laughs> People love giggles. <laughs> but whatever I can do physically, when I go to if I am actually able to go to bed at night. Knowing that I got everything out of my head, that's some I can truly call that a good feeling. Like isn't that a good feeling? Yeah, you got like everything. I'll, you did everything. I feel like I'll sleep good tonight. It's exhausting, but mm-hmm. that's the right feeling. Like you just got mm-hmm. off. A, like you literally, you're Trent Reznor. You just got off stage. You know, you just rocked the crowd. Yeah. You're tired, but you know when you hit that bed, your eyes are gonna close and you're gonna go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's the best fucking feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's it. I think I can't really think anything beyond that. If you're willing to give whatever you got, I think that's good enough. And you've been completely honest. And uh, I think we can talk some more. Mm-hmm. And uh, but for the meantime, take the win and go from there. Um, I am curious to see how this works out going forward for you. And as a person, what, for my life, yeah, yeah. for your life, because I'm yeah. a person coming from a completely opposite angle, mm-hmm. you know, to understand from the complete opposite angle is a good is a good thing for me. It's a uh, not a medicated, but it's a therapeutic thing for me. And maybe this is just therapy, but it's good therapy, right? So. At least on mic, mm-hmm. on mic, I can end that way. Off mic, we'll probably talk further. But on mic, I think that just being completely honest, what you did, done, did, what you've done, yeah, is shitty. No, <laughs> is well, that's a different animal. That's yeah. been talked about. That's been up front. But yeah. what you've, the fact is what, you, what you're prepared to do, what you've had done, what you have said, what you've been honest about, is more than anyone can admit to. People, all, people can easily deny, 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 and lie. The fact that you've been honest, the fact that you seem more human than most people I've met mm-hmm. in the past year or so, I can appreciate more, way more. You know, and there's only a couple people that I really take seriously as far as their honesty. Like my friend Lindsay, you know, you know, she's fantastic personality, things like that. You know, Bruno, and you know him, but from another angle, you, mm-hmm. your honesty is more than appreciated. Understand that mm-hmm. it's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic thing. It makes me 
uh, emotional in a different way, where I'm actually, I want to hear what you have to say. I want, I'm actually interested in what you want to do. Yeah. I'm curious to see, curious and, ex and excited to see what your next step is. Not just mine, but yours. And I'm definitely a very genuine person, or at least I like to think I am. Right. Or I get that feedback a lot from right. people. So, let's just see what happens with this, because you're still in a very chaotic state. You're still trying to duck and dodge certain <laughs> things as far as what you're, how you're trying to make this situation more palatable for yourself and for other people. And I hope that we don't sound like a bunch of retards on here as far as, oh, we're just rationalizing. I don't think we have. I think we've been pretty upfront with everything as far as what I've gone through, what you're going through, and what we can do as people moving forward. I hope just people learn a lesson. And I hope I'm not just preaching because I don't need to preach. I've done it. I've done everything I can at every moment of the day. And by having you on here, I think is good for me. And by y you being on here, I think it just helps. I think it just helps you with just talking me. about it. And um, I don't look poorly upon you. I think is what you're asking. Mm -hmm. I don't look poorly upon you. If I looked poorly upon you, you'd be still be standing outside. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knocking. I don't look poorly upon you. Yeah. I've. I know, and I'm close with people like you. Well, it's, it's kind of odd to say like you. I've in your situation per se. Mm -hmm. I'm still very close with those people. So that's a plus. I'm curious to see how you dig yourself out of this and how everything goes. Because if you can do it, imagine what other people could think. Imagine what other people could do. They maybe there's a lot of people in your situation who refuse to dig themselves out or to call it quits. Mm -hmm. I used to work with a woman who's in her 40s now, still married. Shouldn't be. She shouldn't be. There's a lot of people like that, and, and she's great. But just it just. And I'm not saying I know it's not there. It's just they're doing it for the yeah. kids. Is mm -hmm. that a good thing or a bad thing, though? Bad thing. I think. You think it's a bad thing? Mm -hmm. I, if I had to give my opinion, I mean, but mm -hmm. that's that's my brave answer. If I wanted to give you a safe answer, well, don't give me a safe answer. The safe answer is that it's admirable. I don't know. Admirable. Admirable. Brave. That's, that's whatever the, the fuck it is. Yeah. But I think the bravery answer and like the right answer and the honest answer. No, it's not good for the kids. Because you're raising the kids in a family that's truly not happy. I mean, like, think about it. it On the weekends, you look forward to the weekends mm -hmm. and you want to go do things with your family. You're going to go to the beach with a husband that you, you know, don't enjoy time with and that you just can't really stand being around. But they're a great person, but it's just not there. You're not, like, truly Whether it's, But as long as it's not genuine. due to lack of effort. Right. Exactly. Because if it's due to lack of effort on either, either side... Yeah. Then that's a pr then then there's no. a different. Then I would argue that point. Right. I would definitely argue no. that point. If I'm somebody's not, not giving an effort, that's a problem to me. People should be giving an effort. If they're going right. through a stressful time, it, I was upfront and honest. If you're upfront and honest, and you're going through a tough time, then it's the other, the other, the partner's responsibility to pick that person up. Correct. But it should always be fifty-fifty, and it should always be a hundred percent effort. Correct. You know, especially when kids are involved. But I think if you truly love somebody, if somebody's going through a tough time, it's going to be easy peasy being there for that person. Right. Because you love them and you want to be there for them. And you want to make sure that they're okay. 
But if you don't truly love that person, then it's going to be really difficult for that person to show or want to be there for that person. You know what I mean? I think so. You, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, I guess. But you're still attempting to explain it. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. Somebody saying, like, else. I want to bring my kids to the beach and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to. I always feel like I'm pretending, and I don't want to pretend. No, that's for fucking fairy tales. We don't like everyone that. says, oh, Asha and Facebook, you seem like you're so happy, and you have this going on. Didn't we have that conversation when we first nice sat down? House. Fake pictures. Yeah. Bullshit. She's like, oh, you have. Everyone's like, oh, Ashley, you have a nice house. You know, you have a husband that you know is great and does X, Y, and Z. You've got three beautiful children. You got. You know, minivan, no debt, you know, you got this and that going on for yourself. And it's just like, yeah, okay. And I still, and I tell people, I'm like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And they're like, oh, you're not happy? I'm like, no, I'm not happy. Like, I'm honest with people. And just, there's so many other people, though, that you can see on Facebook, you know, and they're posting like, oh, my God, my life's so amazing. I don't post any of that shit. Because <laughs> it's not, <laughs> you know. Right. And people that do post that, I'm always trying to think in the back of my head to make myself feel better. Like ninety percent of people who post that are really. I mean, their husbands are cheating on them, or their wives are cheating on them, or something's going on. You know, it's like they can't. Help. Who are they trying? Like that who happy. are they trying to justify it to, though? Society. Fuck society. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole society, like I felt, the societal pressure to get married. Like, I just graduated college, and everybody was like, oh, gotta have the white picket fence, the kids, the house, the, you know, the dog, the car. And it's like, you know, I wanted all that because I felt like society pushed it on me to, like, have it and have it now. And if I didn't have it by the time I was 30, then you're fucked. Like, everyone feels that way, I feel. Especially, like, people that I talk to. I'm like, oh, if I don't have X, Y, and Z by the time I'm this old, then I'm a fuck up. Then I just, you know, I'm I was cool with actually having that white pick fence like style. I don't know where it came from, but I was like, I'm good. No, but I mean, like some people who like might not necessarily be ready for it, right. or just feel like, or push it along quicker. And I feel like that is fine, and I do want that. But I want it with somebody that I want it to have it with, not just to have it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's your ambitions. Right. I'm not saying I don't want that, but it's just like I'm, I don't want to have it just to have it just to say I have it. I want it because I want it. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm, it, sometimes it, sometimes my brain takes a minute to absorb it, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think that uh, no. I think in closing, I appreciate your thought process. I think that there is a lot to be learned from what you have to say and what you're willing to do um, going forward. People can learn a lot from it. People, I think, should listen to it, take notes from it, go from there, learn how to prevent it. Because people rush into things, they rely on other people, mm -hmm. and they basically just go along with their birth, the instincts they have from birth. When they don't take the time to fucking take care of themselves, they'll end up in the same trap as their parents did, and as their parents did. It's stupid. It's stupid, it's repetitive, it's 
repetitive and it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I feel like I've lost myself and I'm trying to get this back. Whatever that is. Because a lot of people say that. They say, I'm still trying to find myself. What the fuck does that mean? I'm not finding myself. Tr- I know who I am. Like, I'm not confused at all about who I am. I'm just trying to now live life the way I am instead of living it. As long just do me a favor. Well, you don't have to do me a favor. You don't have to do shit for me. Just <laughs> okay. Stay, <laughs> stay honest with people. Yeah. Don't lead anybody on. Don't fucking play pretend. Mm-mm. Be as honest and as real as you can with people so they don't get led astray. Because remember this. The moment you hurt somebody is the moment they hurt somebody else. And that is the worst thing in the world. And it's and you can either drive somebody to be overly emotional or completely numb. I'm trying to think, but I don't think I've ever truly hurt anybody that I know of. Remember, you are sitting here talking to me for a reason. <laughs> but there is a lot of there's a lot of learning that can be, you know, people can take a lot from what you've said, what you've said, and what you're going to do. Not because I said told, not because I told you to do it, but because of your personality, your instincts, your genetics, your thoughts and words are appreciated, absolutely, and they'll be edited such. Um, I definitely don't need another drink. <laughs> I don't drink a lot. My body fat's already I under. Even- <laughs> I know. Um. <laughs> Next time you drink or for the holidays, you're gonna have to pack somebody out and so drink all. Of <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be able to do that again. What? I I no. I packing weight on like. St- it's been a long week. I've been tired. You said you like to cook. <laughs> I do like to cook, yes. I do like to cook a lot. Um, cook most, more. Eat more. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Believe me, last time I, I shot up to like 196 pounds, but I just, I, it's, I, with the photo shoots and the that way I... That doesn't even seem that big. I'm 175. I was going to say I'm Very well. How you feeling? Pretty good. Besides the wine. <laughs> Besides the wine, I'm feeling pretty good. <sighs> There's never a good way to just click the, the stop button, so I'm just going to click I it. Know. <laughs> <laughs>